podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Howdy, partners, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. The only reason I'm doing that was because I spent a day inside in Galway City today, and uh, as I was walking down Shop Street, there was two kids, be- kid, one kid in front of me and one kid behind me, and they were both from the same school, and both of them were dressed as Woody from Toy Story. And they kept on going, howdy, partner, to each other. As they, and I was caught in the middle, and I was like trying to get out of the way of the two young flits, and they were kind of running around me at the time. Saying how many partners is just stuck in my mind, but anyway, less of my foibles of life and the stuff that just happens to waltz its way in front of me, and more of you, Paddy. How are things? Things are good. I'll join you. I'll join you in a drink this evening. This is it's the biggest huge. bottle. Isn't it a huge bottle of beer? It's Cheers. Like, it's like a magnum of of Budweiser. <laughs> Cheers! Cheers to our four thousand uh, subscribers. No, yeah. Cheers to. Everybody else in the other end of the camera. And everybody so else. Yeah. Woke up this morning and uh, I had two people, one person uh, texted me and said, Jesus, you guys are after getting 4,000 uh, YouTube YouTube subscribers. And look, I completely know we're not PewDiePie. <laughs> so we're not going to be breaking any, any land speed records for getting to 4,000 <laughs> YouTube followers. But still, thank you so much to absolutely everybody. And then... Went on, uh, went on YouTube, and then I had two messages from people on YouTube saying congratulations in 5K. So, listen, thanks a million, guys. It means an awful lot. And uh, as I say, it's a bit of crack, if nothing else, because the more people that watch the, watch the podcast, the more interaction, the more comments we get, and we will absolutely 100%, 1 million percent get your comments in just a moment's time. Um, but I did want to say just thank you so much for... For that, and thank you so much as well for the the reception to the Graham Hunter podcast because uh, you know that was something that just kind of came out of nowhere, and he was such a great like I I've wanted to interview him for God knows how long, you know God knows how long before I ever even thought I'd ever do a podcast. I just thought he was just a cool guy who took no nonsense from no one. And the really weird thing about l- listening to that interview was. You know me, I, I, I'm kind of the reluctant podcaster, and I've said that many times. I, I'm just here to keep you on the straight and narrow. Yeah. If there's one guy I'd love to have a conversation with, not even a conversation with, have a large bottle of Budweiser with, is is Graham Hunter. I think he's just, he, he just he's a football man, and he speaks about football, football, football. Yes. No bullshit, no shit behind the scenes. He talks about facts, he talks about real people, and he's just a joy to listen to. And, Absolutely. Uh, if if you're if you're not listening if you're not listening to him or his podcast you're doing yourself a disservice because he asks all the questions that nobody else asks. It's really really nice. Mm. And and he doesn't do it like there's no pomposity about him. He's just straight out and he's just friendly and he, and he's great genuinely. And I'm not just blowing smoke at him from afar. I uh, I I just think he's 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 a pretty cool guy for sure. And I was delighted to chat to him and um, he's he, like off off camera off mic or whatever you want to call it he was extremely complimentary about Aston for the football club and he thought he was extremely complimentary about Unai Emery and he was extremely complimentary about uh you know even John McGinn and stuff like that he has interviewed him on his YouTube channel um 
previously and I, I shared that today and that's uh, that's something for you guys to watch so thanks so much everybody for that thanks so much for the reaction I'm see I'm hearing people say my beer is a bit cloudy this is a Citra IPA yes I am one of those guys I hope I don't hope hope we don't dip below 4,000 subscribers now after I've said that Patty but uh, it's this lovely Citra IPA from a, a brewery called Yellow Belly it's Yellow Belly uh, IPA from a brewery called Oh God, I can't even remember what what it's called now. No, it's Yellow Belly Brewery. That's what it is. Isn't that uh, better than still asking me if I'm off the beer because I'm drinking bud? Ah, uh, that could be it too. <laughs> I was off the beer, John. I'm just easing my way back onto it. <laughs> yeah, that could be it too. Paddy, I might get you to just maybe plug out your mic and plug back in again. I think it's a bit crackly, and I think I'm I'm echoing then through the through the speakers in your on your your uh, your machine. Oh, I hope I didn't I hope you didn't break everything now when I told you to plug it out and plug it back in again. How are we now? How's it now, guys? Let us know. Is the sound feeding back anymore? There doesn't seem to be any messages <laughs> saying the sound is feeding back. Okay. I just let that pause, that pregnant pause in there to see uh, if that was the case. But no, no, no. It seems it seems to be good. Anyway. Five minutes in, let's talk about the about the reason that we're here tonight, and that's because Aston Villa take on Newcastle tomorrow, and uh, it's uh, look, it's one of those games I think whereby Aston Villa will go there hoping to to upset a, a party because you know Newcastle have won something like are are uh, what was it have won like thirteen of their last seventeen games in the Premier League, so mm -hmm. they're on a roll, and and I've no problem saying here, I'm putting my hand up and saying that. At the end of last season, when Newcastle went down that road, I think they, they hadn't lost in 13 games. And I said, from a team to go from the bottom of the league to, you know, mid-table, uh, excuse me, security, and go on a 13-game yeah. 13 um, unbeaten run, I said, there aren't many teams that that would happen to, and that has to kind of drop off at some stage. And it hasn't. And fair play to Eddie Howe and to those players, and it just shows that you bring in a player like Bruno Gomares into a team and He's just started to make that team tick, along with getting a tune out of the likes of Almiron, who's on a scoring spree, I suppose you would call it at the moment. And you even look at their strike force. Their strike force isn't exactly, you know, it's not exactly the a murderer's row mm. strike force, but they're getting something out of this team. And you have to kind of say the, in, the introduction of guys there like Sven Botman into the back line and, and, and so on as well. It seems to really have bolstered this team. Neil, you can pass as many... Uh, to an army guys on the back for Almiron's performance, but the bottom line is the cause of his performance is Jack Grealish, and that better not come back to bite us on the arse tomorrow. Why is that? Um, because Jack Grealish accused uh, Riyad Mahrez after the last game of the season last year of playing like Almiron. Okay, okay, and since then he's he's just gone on an amazing run. So. Uh, yeah, so I hope it doesn't come back to bite us today, and I hope he uh, tomorrow. I hope he forgets that uh, that Jack played for Villa, and he's a Villa fan because it seems to have really affected him in in a, yeah. in a positive manner. Obviously, an absolutely ridiculous comment to make on live TV from from Jack Grealish, but uh, most of us, most Villa fans, didn't hear that because we turned off straight after the match because we were after throwing away two two nil yeah. lead. But uh, yeah. yeah, apparently that's the reason that he's had a resurgence and uh, all of a sudden he's scoring goals and he's, he scored more goals this season already than he did in his previous two. So mm. um, 
Yeah, and and he's only one of many we had to worry about. Yeah, exactly, because they have got a they are getting a tune out of that squad that they have a tune out of the tune. See, look at that stuff. I could write the back pages for most of the papers with that that's kind Friday, of stuff. Friday night stuff. Friday night stuff. Exactly. I wouldn't mind, but that's my first beer. So imagine how much better I'm going. My jokes are going to get as the night goes on. That's brilliant. Um, but they have uh, Alan Sir Maxim is is uh, back fit or in contention, I suppose more in so than back fit. Yeah, in contention. Uh, tomorrow, Ashley Pre said, and uh, you know, that's not good news for Aston Villa. We want to we want to have as many kind of um, pluses um, uh, th- than we possibly can have, uh, and we want to kind of take away as many of their their weapons as we possibly can, and that wouldn't be great news. Paddy, you know, Alan Sam Maxim was somebody over the last two or three years that's come up that always seems to be kind of I'm going to call it shadow linked with Aston Villa. You hear these murmurs about. Could Alan Sir Maxim go to Aston Villa? Could he not? It's like that's that just not one of your podcasts, no. I, I don't know. I've I don't I've never done a podcast that Alan <laughs> Sir Never. No, 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 no. Um yeah. but uh, look, I don't I don't think there was anything ever anything in it. Um He's he's one of those that have, that blows hot and colds. You don't know what that's what I, that was my question. Yeah, Do, is he hot next? blow hot and cold or what? Yeah, that, that's that's my opinion of him. Um, I haven't watched too much of Newcastle this year, mainly because I, I think just been too busy. But you know, I, I ha- or maybe they haven't been on the telly, and and the matches have clashed with Villa. But I haven't seen too many of them. Um, I'm actually looking forward to seeing what he's put together tomorrow. So I, I, I'm kind of on the back foot when talking about them. Obviously, I know most of their players from seeing them over the years. Um, they will obviously pose. A decent threat. They're they're not sitting in fourth place for no reason. Um, they've they've brought in a couple of players that have really improved the squad. I think Sven Botman is a fantastic player. Um, Trippier has made a big difference. He scored that wonderful free kick against us last season in that mm. awful awful game. Yeah, but I think it's one it's one of those that um, you really don't know where the weak links are, um, and I suppose. Willock and Longstaff is probably the only ones that I would pick. And even even at that, have we got the firepower to go and punish them in that area of the pitch? I, I probably don't think we have. But uh, who knows? Who knows what what Aston Villa is going to turn up tomorrow, um, and what Aaron Danks is going to do to try and combat this. Well, let's call them a. They're, they're a bit of an enigma because you just don't know what you're going to get. They, they've they've had a, an amazing run. Um, they've had a lot of draws. They've only lost one game this season, which was to Liverpool. So you you, you really don't know what's going to turn up. Is is it, is it going to be a case that we 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 bore each other to death and and finish up on a nil all draw, or are we going to have? You remember? I don't know whether you remember back in the nineties. They they used to show this game religiously on Sky Sports because we had a four three one time. And every game after that four three was like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> Newcastle so, were just martyrs for the four three game. Mm, you know, there was yeah. there was a couple of seasons where they just couldn't stop having them. Liverpool yeah. ourselves, and I think they went down there then a four three against somebody else. Can't remember, but hmm. absolutely. But it's uh, yeah, Murdoch says uh, Villa is like a box of chocolates, and I think that sums up Newcastle as well. You're you're either getting a game where they decide they want to shut up shop and try and hit someone on the break, which is probably what we're going to do tomorrow. Um, or 
you're you're going to get free flow and attacking football and and on the front foot from the start. So you know, if if ever there was a game that that could end up four three, it's tomorrow. If, if we play like we did last week, and they play like they can, who knows? Paddy, obviously Aaron Danks is going to be the man in the dugout tomorrow for Aston Villa. But do you think the Villa players will have Una Emery in their mind from the point of view of, do you think it'll actually be a plus point and a positive for us? And do you think the players will be buoyed as a going as a potentially going into this game, wanting to obviously impress the new man in quote-unquote? It is 100% in the back of their minds because we, we've named their manager. So many times you've you've watched teams where they go through three or four games without the manager being named, and it's very lackluster. You can be sure that if if Unai Emery isn't at the match tomorrow, he will be watching this match all next week, and he'll be picking out little bits and pieces in the lead up to the Man United game. So this is a huge game for everyone involved. We've got potentially Luca Dean coming back in. We got Bubukar Kamara back on the grass. There's players now playing for their places. There's a lot of play- the, when you you consider that John McGinn and JJ came out of the team last week. Yeah. Their guys, if they get a chance, will need to play for their place. So there's a lot to play for here. Um, we we have we're, we're going to go into a very exciting couple of weeks where we play Man United twice and Brighton before our, our little uh, preseason starts again under Unai Emery. Um, so. It's a huge game from a player's point of view. I don't envisage it's a huge game for Aaron Danks. He's on a free hit. I hope he goes out and he attacks Newcastle because I think either way we're going to concede goals, so we may as well throw some throw some life at them as well. I think so too. And look, I think the Unai Emery thing, I know myself it's made me feel percentages more optimistic about Aston Villa. Tens of percentages more optimistic about Aston Villa. And it seems that in the comments here as well, and I'm I'm just going to play a, put up a couple of comments here. This isn't to say that you guys have been overly negative in the past, so please do not think I'm saying that. Actually, Andy says this about himself. Andy says, I genuinely think we win tomorrow. I'm the most pessimistic Villa fan of this last, for the last 50 years. And, and, and you know, I think that it's, um I, I think that there are a lot of Villa fans here now that will be looking forward to Villa games and looking forward forward to specifically i suppose more slightly after the world cup when we see what this beast can probably can be under under a new man uh, also luke says here luke sever says scarily optimistic for tomorrow thanks ball give me gives me pure joy um we have where else have we? we've got philly d i know philly used to pop on and put comments under here and he was not stephen jared's biggest fan before everything ended i don't think you'll mind me saying that philly and philly thinks we can get a draw so that's an improvement that's an improvement i think <laughs> and, 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 and previous pieces but you know what i mean now i must say avfc agent Una emery formerly the the the, uh, the artist formerly known as avfc agent thanks and the artist formerly known as avfc agent gerald previously still thinks we lose and i think that's probably a pragmatic take so i'm okay with that i can take that i can absolutely take that but what i'm getting at here is that there is a bit of optimism amongst the fan base with Una emery coming in we've heard some great stuff about about him um, you know, from through through all channels, I suppose, over the course of the last few days, and uh, and I think that the players have pretty much. I'm not going to have been saying put on notice, but the players will notice too. They'll do their homework and him and go, all right, guys, listen, you know what? 
He's not here until the 6th of November. How fit, or, or until the 31st of October, how fit can I get between the 28th of October and the 31st of October? Because yeah. Jesus knows I'm going to need it. Uh, so um, I think that, that it was just emblematic of the, um, I suppose, the Neil, optimism, I suppose, that, that teams will bring up. Neil, there's a great yeah. comment here from, from Willie Moyes, who seems to be a new listener to the, the show, and you're very welcome, Willie. Mm-hmm. He says, great show, just subscribe. Thanks so much, Willie. Um, I honestly think Villa can win tomorrow. I think all the pressure is on Newcastle, and I totally agree with him. Yes, because we 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 know what we're going to go out with tomorrow. We know exactly what we have. That they've only got last week to judge. Um, and let's face it, Brentford were all over the shop last week as well for the first fifteen minutes, which immediately changed the whole outlook of the game. And 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 you know what? The same thing could happen to us tomorrow. But I think all the pressure is on Newcastle. They're the ones in fourth place. They, they see this as a game that they can go and win. Um, and let, let's let's call a spade a spade. You know, we are the underdogs. And, and that's a good position in, to be in tomorrow. And those players playing for their places have a big job to do. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. We've, we've a pretty bad, and I'm sure, I don't know, I am not privy to the AVFC Stato things that come in. I'm sure you'll go through the record that we have at St James's Park, which is pretty poor. I personally think I should have flown years, out. Yeah. I should have flown out to Newcastle this evening because I was there twice. One Alan Shearer was sent off and we won, and the other time was when Bowyer and Kieran Dyer poked the head off each other and got sent off yeah, and we yeah. won. So <laughs> I should have, I should have, uh, I should have picked this one to go to instead of next week. But at least I get to see you and I, Emery's first game in charge. Absolutely, and we will be looking at the AVF Stato, AVFC Stato and Stato Corner in a moment. Actually, do you know what? Let's do it now, but I'm just going to star this question so I don't don't lose it. As you guys will know, and now as I fill time because I realised I didn't load the, load the slides. <clears throat> Let me start that again. As you guys will know, we have a segment here in the podcast that we're really, really um, appreciative of, uh, and it's going to pop up on the screen now, but I just I have to stop it popping up first. We're really appreciative of uh, one man and one man in particular. He's the enigmatic AVFC Stato, and he has given us some of the statistics to wet our whistle, or maybe make us want to wet our whistle before we before this game tomorrow. And we're going to take a look at them now in a segment we like to call Stato Corner. <laughs> So that's that O'Connor, and I love that little jingle, and I will say it every single time. But uh, thank you so much, Dave FC Stato, for providing us with the statistics today. As I mentioned previously as well, uh, Stato does have a Patreon page. If you guys like all things statistics, go check it out there. Uh, subscribe and you will get more statistics than you can shake a stick at off AVFC Stato there. You, um, and uh, yeah, as I say, uh, give him a shout and look at that. Uh, so let's take a little, little look at some of the statistics for today. So number one, Newcastle United are unbeaten in their last 13 home Premier League matches against Aston Villa. They've won, six and, uh, won seven, drawn six since a 3-0 defeat in April 2005 with three Magpies, Magpies players red carded Stephen Taylor, Lee Boyer, and Kieran Dyer. So what a great segue, Paddy, um, in that game. And I remember, I remember, I remember, was that was the match televised, or was it just that I no, was? Happened, it, I was, it was three, I'm pretty sure it was three o'clock on a Saturday. Uh, I did a day trip from Dublin because um, my eldest son was only eight weeks or so away from being born, so I couldn't stay over. So I had a day trip and and, and came back. But a uh, great day that day. 
Yeah. Could have been, it could have been, it could have been live. No, it could have been. It wasn't. It, no, because the reason I remember is I think it was on soccer Saturday, and I just happened to. I th- we played a match ourselves, and we was, I remember, remember just getting into the pub and seeing them cut to it on soccer Saturday or something, and they they kind of like broke from the norms and showed the two boys being pulled apart by um Garrett Barry by Garrett Barry yeah 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 in, in that game I just have a vague memory of seeing it in a in a pub but it wasn't at night time it was during the day so anyway that's um that that's that's that infamous game that will go down in history next one here is the last 10 Premier League meetings between Newcastle and Aston Villa have seen just 14 goals scored nine for Villa and five for Newcastle the Magpies haven't scored more than once in a Premier League match against the villains since the 2-1 win in September 2013. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Number three, 21 points from 12 games marks Newcastle's best return at this stage of a Premier League campaign since 2011-2012, where they had 25 points. Excuse me, I'm trying to stifle a cough. This is the first time since Newcastle are playing uh, a Premier This is the first time since... this is the first time Newcastle are playing a Premier League game while starting the day in the top four of the table since April 2012 and a 4-0 defeat at Wigan Athletic. Mm, interesting. Hopefully we can inflict that 4-0 defeat on them again then tomorrow that's as well. That'd be nice. Number four, Newcastle have won more points than any other Premier League side so far in October. 13, winning four and drawing one. And they last earned more in a single calendar month in the competition back in April 2006 when they won 16 points. can't even remember who was playing for them in 2006 or who would have even been their strike force or whatever. No idea. Um, number five, Aston Villa beat Brentford 4-0 last time out and are looking to secure back-to-back Premier League victories for the first time since May. However, they've lost 11 of their last 12 against sides starting the day in the top four. <laughs> it's just a fact, lads. It's just a fact. Yeah. It's just a but fact. In, in, fairness, in fairness, it's not usually a team like Newcastle starting the day in the top four. So it's it's usually one of the greedy six that are in the top four. So mm. we, we we'll we'll rule that one out and give ourselves a little bit of hope. Exactly. Number six, Aston Villa are winless in their last seven Premier League away games, drawing two and losing five, with only Nottingham Forest and Wolves netting fewer goals on the road this term than the Villains. Now, we do know that Aston Villa had only scored four goals previously at, at home, and they scored four in one home game under um, under Danks, uh, who obviously is taking the game tomorrow. So let's hope we can equal that three goals in one game again tomorrow. And uh, keep the flag flying for Aston Villa. And uh, number seven, Newcastle have conceded fewer goals than any other Premier League side this season, which is ten. Just two of these have been in the opening forty-five minutes, with the Magpies not conceding in the first half in any of their last eight Premier League matches. It's their longest such uh, such run since a run of nine between April two thousand and sixteen and September two thousand and seventeen. I think Rafa Benitez would have been over them then, would they? Would he? Is that too early? I'm not too sure. Possibly. Newcastle's Miguel Almiron is enjoying his best goal-scoring season in the Premier League, netting six goals in his last 12 appearances so far. He's netted five goals in his last five games in the competition and is looking to score in three in a row for the first time. So Thanks, Jack there you Grealish. go, we mentioned there. Yeah, that's the Jack Grealish curse that he's put on us. Uh, I can't believe you didn't know that. I didn't know that. I might have turned off well before that. I'd say, Paddy, we were... I don't know how you listened to... Oh, maybe you didn't come on the post-match for Man City. I, I didn't. Think you did. 
I was in Mayo that day. You were, you were. I did the post match my own, and I certainly didn't want to listen to anything anybody in Sky Blue White was saying that day. Um, number nine, Danny Ings scored twice in Aston Villa's 4 0 win over Brentford last time out, ending an eight game goal drought in the Premier League. He last scored in consecutive appearances in May, which was the last time the villains won consecutive league games. So we're all behind Danny Ings, and we're rooting for him to, to score tomorrow because usually when he yeah. scores, that means we win. Stato, so, I reckon there's another line that could have went on the end of that one that said it was the last time he started consecutive matches. <laughs> and that's the reason why his, his stats are like could that. Could be. No. Could be. I, I, I was quite happy tweeting Team Paddy last Saturday during the game when, when he scored twice. Yeah. It's, I must have that hashtag. All right, keep going. Music. <laughs> must have that muted. Um, and that is everybody. Thank you so much once again to Avi of Stato. And that is the wonderful segment that we like to call Stato. Excellent. And as I say, thank you so much for providing us with those statistics. Now, Paddy, before we left and we went there, uh, the wonderful Kieran O'Callaghan, everybody knows Kieran, had a question. And here is such question. Does he change the starting lineup? Nice and simple. One more answer? No. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. Okay. I didn't ask for one word answer. Why doesn't he change the starting 11? Um, well, it, it, if it was me, that's exactly what I would uh, I would do. I would, I would put out the same team who have given, let's face it, the performance of the season, the performance of the last three or four years as far as I'm concerned it was a, a as full of a performance of a 90 minute performance as we've seen since our return to the Premier League um, I love the fact that he used all his subs I love the fact that he gave players a run but at the end of the day all those players are on the pitch to put us 3-0 up that, that made us look like Brazil 1970 and it was just a joy to watch so I, I I don't know how you I don't know how you justify changing that team. Um, there's a lot of things, a lot a lot of things that people will argue. Um, should the two boys who were dropped come back in? Should Luca Dean come straight back in? Probably not if he's not fit enough. Um, I I think the same with Luca Dean as I do with uh, Bubakar Kamara at this stage, and given the the run of games that's ahead. I'd say let them off, let them have a little preseason now in in November, December, and have them ready for uh, to be all fired. Now, don't get me wrong; if either of these guys get called up for the World Cup, I'd be delighted for them. But uh, the two of them are are are, are leaving it very very tight. Um, so I'd, I'd hate to see us rush um, Luca Dean back in. So other than that, that would be the most obvious of the changes. If he felt that Luca Dean could do some damage or will be a better man to have in there other than Ashley Young. But for me, Ashley Young has done absolutely everything we've asked for him since he came in. So I would keep him in there. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm on team do not change the team. Team do not ch- change the team is a very long hashtag to have tomorrow. Uh, you so got, you got a lot more than your one-word answer there, didn't you? Well, I didn't ask for a one-word answer. 
That's the thing. <laughs> you took creative control all of a sudden. It's <laughs> a bit of boring uh, podcasting and we just kept oh, yeah. no more answers, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> we, we would have been finished up at 23 minutes, Paddy. Then you went down a, at a three, four minute salvo. It was absolutely fantastic. I loved it. But I'm the same. I don't think I'd change anyone. I don't think anybody would want, and there's no one clamoring for an inclusion of somebody like a, maybe, maybe a John McGinn or something like that. There's no one doing that. Maybe he does take someone out of the team, but I don't think it's going to be consequential in any way, shape or form. And I think that it'll be a case where, boy, we we see more like more or less like for like kind of changes. But no, I, I, I don't think that there's going to be wholesale changes. I don't think there'll be many changes at all. And uh, yeah, I think that the team will be will be, be very, very similar to the way it went out uh, against Brentford, for mm-hmm. sure. I'm hating a complete and utter blank, Paddy. Who was the other man in the tree behind? Was it Buendia started? It was Buendia. Buendia, Buendia was in the on. 10, yeah. Yeah, Buendia yeah. was in the 10. I couldn't think was it. Yeah, he, really he, he might play Coutinho in the 10. He might, might start yeah. putting... I think that might be the only change you might make. But look, I can't see... I can't see... Like, I can't see him bringing a McGinn for Dundonka. I can't see him bringing in Jacob Ramsey no. for or someone like that. So me neither. Um, he he could switch something up in in that tree behind Danny Ings. Um, it it's it's a it's a it's a strange situation. Knowing there's a new manager coming in, I th- I think he grabs hold of the situation himself. Somebody's asking there: Will, will Emery have any input? Emery hasn't been near the club because he doesn't have his work permit and won't have his hearing until Tuesday. Is that right, first of November. I think it's Tuesday. He's no, he's st- his hearing is on Monday because he starts on the thirty first of October. They said so. Okay. He's, so he's well, it's Monday. So yeah. I, I keep getting confused because it's a bank holiday here in Ireland on Monday, yeah. so it's not in the UK. So um, yeah, so we won't we won't hear or see or have any input in the team from mm. Unai Emery till till next week. So don't worry about that. I don't see Coutinho coming in. I, I think I think it was a statement from Aaron Danks to put uh, Buendia in there. I think I think if you look at it closely enough, Buendia was probably the lowest performer of of the eleven. That would be my opinion. Um, but that's mainly because the two boys out wide ran riot. You know, I, I compared them to Ronaldinho and Neymar when, when the match kicked off. It was incredible. Um to sit behind the goal for that first fifteen minutes, um and Win the toss or lose the toss, whatever happened to decide to shoot into the the whole thing and bamboozled them. It worked. There was some mad stuff happening that that, that first fifteen minutes. You couldn't take your eye off it. And um, there was a lot of things went went unnoticed, like Bailey mm. and Watkins switching over from from uh, from from left to right, and and it it, com- it completely bamboozled that that defense didn't know whether it was coming or going. They they had brought the right back over to left back at one stage, and it was just yeah. hilarious to watch. So, um, you know the, the 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 bounce as we saw last week will more than likely not have the same effect tomorrow. But all we can do is hope for the best. I can't see the team changing. I wouldn't change the team for the world. I think I think those guys deserved it. I think we. I think you, we, I think he's hit his best formation as well, which is which is oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, here's one for you. Might we see him again in the Scotland role? Like, like we're 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 three weeks we're three weeks removed from everybody saying that that should be where he should play. And now you know what, but like 
I would 100% agree. And I've seen some of the comments there saying, you know, that Buendia and Coutinho's uh, work rate and work levels and, uh, and effervescence, I suppose, up there is, 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 is night and day. Let's say we put him again in there and say, hey, John, just pretend you've got a blue jersey on and pretend that you're playing against Latvia. Um, go out there and do your stuff. I think like that might be a like for like change more a, a a better like for like change with regards to energy and work rate up there maybe mm. but like I, I'm not I'm not canvassing for this I'm literally here trying to make a podcast out of something but I think no, that I would, look, I would I, be blown away by what, by a change like that you know I wouldn't be blown we, away we've both we've both said on, on numerous occasions that we would love to see that happen at some stage I don't think tomorrow is the day I I think if he makes a change with, with Buendia, it will be. 100% Coutinho because I would also like to see that fr- that tree behind Danny, Danny Ings like can you imagine them having to put two people on Coutinho like most people do mm. and yet the two guys are out wide running riot I, th- I think that's going to be a joy to watch and it's one I'd love to be behind the goal for um, there's just so much there that can take your breath away I just hope he keeps the same back six let's, let's call it that way, we, we can I just keep think. keep our discipline there and and let those front four run riot. Whoever he chooses to start there, because it was a, it, it it was mo- the, the the first fifteen minutes last week was the most enjoyable fifteen minutes of my Villa supporting life in a few years. <laughs> uh, it's definitely almost the most enjoyable fourteen minutes since people have returned back into stadia. You know, and and yeah. it must be, and 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 I think I think everybody yeah. would probably agree with that one. You know, since since uh, that Liverpool game, I suppose the the seven yeah, two. The one that we keep on, the one the one that just I just hope yeah. we've got a, a a good win against the team again, because it's kind of like three years is a long time to be talking. About, but and I know I, I'm not I'm not underplaying it, and it was a fantastic game. But you know, it's pretty much been highlighted the last two and a half years. <laughs> uh, so we need we need a few more highlights to be able to bring to be able to. To talk about, I suppose yeah. probably probably as well the Southampton game. Southampton game was like uh, last year where Coutinho just decided to put on his boots from 2012 or 2013 or 2014, whenever it was, and he was just magic that day. You know, he was yeah. magic that day. But um, yeah, look, we're hoping for something like that. We're hoping for. Uh, I I want for it to get into the mold that they were against Brentford last day. I want them to have shots. I want them to have lots of shots from inside the box. You know, pepper the goals, try and create chances, and 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 utilize the wit that we saw them them utilize last uh, last week. And and I think that's really all we're asking for. I think tomorrow is very much give us performances, give us performances around the around the field, show us who wants to be part of the United Emery quote unquote revolution or whatever comes from it. Show us who wants to be there. Work your absolute nuts off. You know, it's you've got you've got what is it seven days into the Man United come again. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a new manager in place. He's going to be like everybody knows who he is, and you know what he's about. And it's all about work rate, and it's all about ethic, and it's all about working hard. And there's going to be no one um skirting their 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 responsibilities specifically off the field and on the field. So just go out and play like as if he's the manager tomorrow, and just exactly. do your work. And if you need come off, come off. Five subs is a huge five. Five subs can be a detraction or it can be a bonus, you know. And, mm. and if, specifically, if you're part of the front, the front four, just work yourself into the ground. And like we can bring on a Coutinho or Ramsey and a, a Cameron Archer, even a um, 
Maybe maybe they bring on him again in that position. Maybe they bring on a Morgan Sanson. I like I'd be still my beating heart for Morgan Sanson, by the way, uh, if he's going to be on the bench. But you know what I'm trying to get at here? They can bring somebody on who can come yeah. in and, and and do a job. And, and now Neil, you're, you're to in, make, make during next week, we're 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 going to have a podcast dedicated to those guys who are on the periphery who were essentially a bomb squad. Because uh, I, I, I have a lot to say about Unai Emery and what might happen with them guys. So we'll we'll talk about that during the week. But, I, uh, uh, spoiler alert, I still don't think Sansan is the... I, I don't think he's the, he's the messiah. And I don't yeah. think he's a very naughty boy. I well, do think he was a very naughty boy for a while. But uh, it, Speaking of spoiler alerts, I'm a little bit worried. If, I, I have a funny feeling that O'Rourke TA football is David O'Rourke from the Irish Lions. That's David. David O'Rourke. Does not have a great record going to away matches, and was at the Forest game a few weeks ago. So, David, please tell me it's not you. <laughs> hey, David, if you can bring us back another draw, I'd be absolutely delighted with that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely over yeah. the moon with it. I'd be happy absolutely with a draw tomorrow. As things stand, if if we take a point tomorrow, I'd be very happy. Yeah, I think so too. I absolutely think so too. Um. By the way, guys, actually, did anyone see any, any of you hear Aaron Danks's interview today? Am I gone mad? But if you close your eyes and listen to that Aaron Danks interview, does he not sound exactly like Ty Bracey? I mean, like exactly <laughs> like Ty Bracey. Or maybe I'm just listening to too much Ty Bracey. I, 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 there is no such thing. There is no such thing as too much Ty Bracey. But Jesus, I thought I was like I was listening with the car. I was listening to the to the um to the presser in the car today, and I was like, Yeah, it's him. That, that could be Bracey. Yeah, that could be Bracey. Yeah, that is David Orr. Uh, but it, it could be, it could be Ty Bracey. I don't know. Look, anyway, I just thought I'd throw that one out there. Ty, if you're listening, does, if you're watching, he does a little bit. And, and just to counteract our unlucky David O'Rourke, Kieran O'Callaghan is going to be there in his for the love of Paul McGrath beanie hat. I'm sure he means by his lucky hat. Yes, exactly. He wore it last week as well. He wore it last week. Yeah, and um, I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out if I can get some some of those beanie hats again because uh, number one. My one has seen better days because the dog took it and decided he was going to do he was going to <laughs> fell in love with it. Um so I need another one for myself. Uh but oh I have another one over here, just in case anybody doesn't know what we're talking about. Keep an eye out. Lovely for the love of pomegranate beanie hats with lovely embroidered uh logos there. And we'll see if we can get a couple more of those. Uh, for Christmas presents, because you know people might want Christmas presents. We we all we also have some very secretive merchandise coming next week for our UK viewers. So uh, yes, keep, keep an eye over the next couple of days, and uh, yes, there's something coming. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, a nice Christmas presents to to dish out to people, and uh, we won't be able to send them around the world. The reason for that will become very uh, apparent, apparent when you see them. But uh, just. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Sorry, I tried to play off as if I knew what Paddy was talking you about. You didn't need to take this out of your hands up. I didn't. I, did, I, I, was, I was trying to play off as if I knew what Paddy was talking about there for Michael. Yes, we do. And then as he was talking, I was like, what the fuck? What, what, what the hell is that? And then it just clicked at me. Yes, 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 yes. I remember. I remember. Okay. Apologies about that. We won't be able to send them worldwide, but um, yeah, it's just one of those things. Um. But yeah, keep keep your eyes peeled. Keep your eyes peeled for sure. Um, 
Uh, right, so guys, I think that's going to do it. We're up in 38 minutes. It's Friday evening. And uh, as I say, there seems to be a calmness. And when I mean a calmness, that's not in a disrespect from, to Newcastle, but there seems to be a bit of a calmness because uh, I, I suppose of what happens after this game more so than what happens during this game, I think, is, is, is where Aston Villa fans are. Don't get me wrong. Mm. We'd love to go out there and have a smash and grab one nil win, whereby this time we have an Ashley Young takes a free kick and it goes in off Dan Burns' tie into the back. It takes a massive deflection, goes into the back of the net. We'd love to have that situation. But look, I suppose, um, for I, I, I suppose, um, you know, we we will obviously be expecting a tough game tomorrow, and we could very well lose that this game tomorrow. But as I say, I think it's very much about the performances, about what the players want to do, and what the players will do uh, in the under the watchful guise of Darren Danks and also the spectre of Unai Emery, who is going to come uh, come into the club as of Monday itself. Um, yeah, so listen, guys, we're going to leave it at that for this evening. If you do like this podcast, please give us a thumbs up. The no manager bouts continue. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine what it's going to be like when we do get a manager, when we do get a full time manager. <laughs> but thanks so much. If you do like this, please give a thumbs up. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, I would please, 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 I would love you to subscribe to the podcast. Also follow us on Twitter. We will be back tomorrow with a team sheet tantrum. I potentially may be missing. Paddy's going to be holding the fort. Not that that's a bad thing or anything. And uh, the reason being is my wonderful offspring, my fantastic little baby girl, turns one tomorrow. And it's been a quick year. As I said to Paddy, Sunday is going to be a year since Ashley Young was played in midfield to counteract Declan Rice <laughs> and Thomas Suchek. <laughs> Let that sink in. That'll be Sunday. So I hope you guys have the beers at the ready to commemorate that game. Um, for sure. Uh, but yes, I, I, I will hope to make it make a portion of the team sheet tantrum tomorrow. Um, as I say, but I will be celebrating the wonderful birth of my uh, the wonderful first birthday, should I say, of my my little lady uh, tomorrow. So if I don't make it, I still love you guys. I haven't gone anywhere. Um, but as I say, we may get on for 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 five, ten, fifteen minutes uh, to the team sheet tantrum. But listen, thanks a million to, to everybody for everything you've done. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate all the kind words over the last week. And it's onwards and upwards here for the podcast, for us as a podcast community, because you guys are the podcast, not us. And uh, as I say, let's see what the next 365 days bring and uh, and what brings Fast and Villa as well. But listen, Guan, enjoy the rest of your Friday afternoon. We'll see you tomorrow at some stage for something. Uh, specifically, the team sheet tantrum, Paddy, will be here with you for that. I'll probably pop on for the post-match afterwards, and uh, let's hope for an Aston Villa win. Let's pray for an Aston Villa win, if, you, if that's your thing. But most, more, more importantly, let's expect a good Aston Villa performance, because we've seen what they can do last week, and now they've set the bar. Let's keep it at that level, or indeed raise it, as we go to St. James's Park tomorrow. So, Best of luck, everybody. Stay safe, stay healthy. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.